welcome back to Let's Face Reality with Bravo. I'm joined today by the great Susan. She's finally here with me. How are you doing today, Susan? Hi. Hi, Lean Bean. I'm doing absolutely great. Actually, no, it's been a stressful day and um, really been trying to record this episode with you all day. But, um, you know, nine to five work. I mean, I know that's not the popular thing that this generation does anymore. I actually explained your job in my last, when I did a solo podcast episode, it was, I was doing the Beverly Hills episode because remember you were still catching up and I was like, Susan couldn't join us today. I was like, she's a working girl. I'm like, she's an engineer. I'm like, not, and then I had to like, I paused for a bit because I was trying to remember your job title and then I said it. So I'm trying to like give the people understanding of why you're only here for half of the episodes because guys, Susan got a big girl job. She does not have time to watch these shows the way that I do. So I'm, making, I'm starting her out easily. Season. Exactly. Guys, this winter break, it is my mission to make Suzanne catch up on Southern Charm, to catch up just on like the, some of these random shows, not even for her to recap with me, just so when we continue doing this, she only has to watch an episode a day. But we were actually supposed to record this yesterday, but yesterday was so busy we just didn't have time oh my god i was just running around i had to like pick up my laundry because i can't do it myself and i had to get groceries because i'm i'm not living and all of this (laughs) stuff i don't know being an adult is hard um yeah how's how 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 was your day today like I mean, I woke up early today just so I could start recording these episodes because I'm going to a friend's house later and then I need to go pick up Aaron's and Laura's teacher's uh, Christmas presents. So it's like I have a list of errands I have to run for the parents. And then on top of that, I have stuff to do later today. So I'm, I'm really just hassling over here. But aren't you going? Where is it that you're? Oh, yeah. And then, guys, I'm even lucky Susan got on today because today she's got a business trip or something. Where are you going? You're And she's driving there. I am going to, I think they call it the armpit of California, Sacramento. Wait, why is it called the armpit of California? I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's because like everyone talks about the fact that no one knows that Sacramento is the capital of California. I don't know. Oh, it is? Like, apparently, oh. yeah. Like, that is so interesting. Well, well it's like the same thing with Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the same Wait, thing with Houston. Wait, I thought Austin, no, Austin's the capital. Don't be dumb right now. I swear, Austin, Texas, Austin is the capital. Is it really? Yeah, Suzanne. Okay, I, I, uh, I don't know. Texas history was seventh grade. Okay, uh, yes. Miss Hare, if you're out there, <laughs> imagine. I wish you know that would be great if I had an old elementary school who even remembered me. But you know, I was like the only Middle Eastern in my elementary school, and I had a bunch of like I just feel like maybe my teachers found me very annoying. So I don't think so. They always sit by myself. I always ended up sitting by myself in the corner because I wouldn't stop talking. And you would still find a way to talk to people. Yeah, guys, they'd end up – I think I talked about this in my last podcast. They'd end up calling my parents and literally being like, we put your daughter by herself because she keeps talking to everyone and she's still talking for some reason. (laughs) So, you know, I've been – I'm now putting those skills, those talking skills into podcasting because I feel like maybe this is where I'm supposed to be going. Or heading. Well, Nina, I think we're two birds of a feather because I also used to get a timeout for talking to everybody at the table in in grade school. Um, Also, I don't know if you ever did this, but like anytime I would call mama on the phone and like have to talk to her in Arabic, I would like be hiding my mouth so that no one can hear the language that I'm saying because people thought it like sounded so scary. Uh, I feel like children not in general act differently when it comes to different languages. As opposed to when you grow up, I feel like people are uh, – they're more attracted to more languages. It's so weird how it becomes yeah. opposite. You're made fun of, for, of it for as a kid and then you grow up and they're like, wow, I wish I could speak more than one language. Well, yeah, you should have learned. Yeah, I But – what did you think of this? Uh, yeah, what did you think of this episode? <laughs> it was 54 minutes long. Oh, man. <laughs> a beautiful symphony of drama. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, okay, start to finish. Like, I don't know, start to finish. There was just so much going on. But also, it was kind of like what I appreciated about this episode is the buildup, right? Yeah. And, and this was the first time I feel like I saw like reasonable conversations being had prior to the blow up. Like it felt like a coordinated effort from the ladies, which I appreciated, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, like I, I felt like they're really trying to put their heads together there. They're really trying to solve this mission. And uh, 
I I just and you know I think this is the first episode where Angie did not sound like she was reading off a script wait, wait, because okay. she was actually mad. Okay, she was. <laughs> she was like robot mad. Like I am not yes, I in the Greek mafia. Oh, <laughs> it's like, like like just say it. Just say it all together. One syllable. I'm not how, in the Greek mafia. How how could how could she think <laughs> I am a part of the? Greek and mafia as she wears a Greek swimsuit. No, she okay, when we get to that, I loved that. Oh my God, no, that was so funny. I, like her second, trying to get on the floaty. The second they showed in the uh, last week's episode of Monica packing that Greek swimsuit, I was like, they're going to incorporate the Greek mafia with the swimsuit. <laughs> I already see it coming. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Um, so um I didn't even realize the Greek mafia had a hold in Salt Lake City of all places. I don't know. Me I, either because it's all yeah, Mormons, You would think it would be somewhere warmer. <laughs> yeah, but, um, apparently not. But anyway. What did what did you think? What did okay. you think of the episode before love, we go in? Okay, this is the first time where drama was caused by everyone except for Whitney. Did you realize how Whitney was not in <laughs> any of the drama? Why is Whitney is and, and if you notice how every time drama was happening, Whitney would be like, I don't think we should play games anymore. Or I don't think we should talk. Like every time a fight happened in this episode, she did it two or three times. Or she'd be like, I don't think we should do this anymore. Or, I don't think we should make jokes anymore. I'm like, what's going on now? Like maybe the death of her friend really did calm her down. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I feel like I feel like it's kind of common in that period of time. Like you just kind yeah. of don't want to be the troublemaker. But I feel like okay, no, I feel like part of it also is because the day before, no one was really fighting. But then all of a sudden, she just goes, "Shut the f up, Heather," <laughs> and then like you know, dead silence. Just shut the f up. And you know what? It was so effective when she said Extreme. it because it's I it's felt that. one of. It, because that moment when she said it was so shocking, like it just came out of nowhere and everybody had to stop. No, and it was like, and it, it was like, Heather, we're not playing on TV anymore. Like literally close your mouth before you say something that I don't want people to know we we do in our conversations. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the vibe it gave off. Like so, uh, yeah, Heather, you're going a little too far in our private conversations. It's like you're talking yeah. about conversations that we don't bring up on camera. It's like these are like the behind the scenes stuff. That, so I think I can just tell she was about to break oh, the fourth yeah. wall there. Uh, okay, I feel like they've been breaking the fourth wall this episode. Like, oh, I feel yeah. like they're re- referencing, I feel like they were probably more than the episode before, but they were referencing a lot of like outside conversations mm-hmm. that we probably haven't really seen. Yeah, that would happen on camera. And usually production hates yeah. when we do that. But since Ultimate Girls Trip, uh, they've been now allowing breaking the fourth wall to make it seem more yeah. real. But anyways, this finally leads to the confrontation I think I've been waiting seasons for because how many times have I complained to you about the fact that Lady Meredith, Lady Meredith gets away with way too much. I don't know how she gets to just hide and hide and hide. And then all of a sudden, she's the one like, you know, like digging in the information. Digging in the information, like developing a story narrative, just to like what released to TMZ. Come on, Meredith. Okay, we, you're not you're not sneaky, but anyways. she she's trying to be the LVP of her group, and it's not. She's failing already. At least LVP wasn't caught until season ten. Literally, yeah. LVP was not caught up until the most like three seasons ago or something. But well, that's crazy. But anyways, so we start the scene. Let's- the ladies wake up in the morning. They're all sitting in their balconies, and they show everyone literally admiring their view. <laughs> and then they they go to Meredith, and she's just laying there depressed because she doesn't have a balcony. She got windows <laughs> that she has closed. And then Heather's outside in the outdoor balcony. She's decorating for Monica's birthday. And then Whitney goes to Monica's room to give her a present. And I really thought it was going to be something nice or whatever, but it's just a freaking tank top that says salty AF. I don't know. I didn't like it. I just didn't like it. <laughs> I, I didn't like it. I mean, I, I'm not one to like shirts that have something to say on it. Oh, it just really makes me cringe. It reminds yeah. me of like those 2000 days where like you would have a shirt that says like, I'm hot, you know? It's yeah, just... I hate those. those <laughs> Do you of, really want to be salty? They remind me of those Forever 21 shirts where it's so cute. And then you turn it around and it'll be like, I like chicken nuggets. And it's like, I can't be wearing that in public. <laughs> 
that's the type of stuff it like, gives you. Yeah, or like you like chicken nuggets, bro. Like yeah. you don't need that on a shirt. It's so cringe. But then Heather's trying to blow the heat. Apparently Heather brings this pump with her uh, to blow these balloons. And Angie comes out to help. And so they're both in matching animal print pajamas. And Ange- Angie tries on Monica's tiara and asks Heather if she enjoyed last night. And Heather straight up says no. And then Meredith comes out to the balcony and asks what's going on. Okay, and is it just me, but does Meredith's face, something looks different here. I don't know if it's that she was so dehydrated that maybe she just lost so much weight in her face during the, like, something look different. Or maybe she just never ties her hair. And was it just me? I feel like, I I, I don't know. I just feel like she's been getting a lot of work done in general. So I can't really pinpoint what's making her feel different, but it's probably because of her hair being tied. Everyone keeps saying on Reddit that Meredith just has a new face every season or every few episodes even. Like Meredith's face is always (laughs) changing. But then uh, Heather asks Meredith what she thought of last night. And I was actually really surprised with Meredith's response because she doesn't like Whitney, but it felt like she was siding with Whitney here. And... She says, I think there were a lot of moving parts. And I think, I can't even talk in her Xanax voice. And I think Whitney was coming in very upset, rightfully so. You know she's in a hurt place. Hmm. And then Heather looks mm. so annoyed at Meredith at this point. And she just says, oh um, my God. she told me to shut the F up. And then Angie jumps in. She goes, I don't like that. <laughs> and, and Meredith goes, well... I don't think anyone should speak that way. And then they show flashbacks of Meredith literally doing the exact same thing to everyone. Speaking that way. Yeah, where she's just saying, I'm going to ruin her family. I'm going to do this. And basically just everything that Meredith does. And then Meredith. She uh, doesn't know. She doesn't know what connections I have to speak. So I wouldn't mess with me. I mean, I'm not surprised about Meredith's connections because she was a lawyer. So she obviously, I feel like this is how Meredith keeps getting documents and finds things out about people oh totally no but totally is yeah and then meredith goes and says i don't believe in speaking that way that's my personal view and i'm not and i'm not necessarily what do i write here basically she's just not on board with this uh she's trying to keep herself out of trouble (laughs) and then heather says no one will go over all the ups and downs of whitney being petty and then obviously whitney literally is walking out to them as she (laughs) says her name and the word petty in the same sentence and Heather basically tells her we're talking about you. And Heather asks Whitney why Whitney came at her last night. And Whitney just straight up apologizes. She tells her she'll never do it again. She hugs her. But Heather gives her this side hug. And then she makes her hug, her, hug again. Very genuine. They're fine. But then Angie is really bad at decorating. She puts the two happy birthdays together. And Heather just makes a comment of what it looks like. And uh, Heather just uh, says in her confessional basically that she's been throwing these decorative little parties for her. for her kids for since they were three years old or no three times a year because she has three daughters where she does the balloons in the room she does the uh, breakfast party she does the plate with you are special like Meredith I mean Heather really loves her daughters and so Angie then says that Heather is more well versed in the ball sack department why am I reading (laughs) I just just, thought I just thought (laughs) sometimes what I just Sometimes I just write everything because I get anxious that I'm going to miss something. And then there's certain things where I know I won't be saying out loud, yet I still write them. Like, <laughs> yeah, you just said ball sack department. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you saying? I feel like you were trying to say something. Oh, yeah. No, I was just saying, like, I think it's just so extra that Heather throws, like, the same, like, a breakfast birthday and, <laughs> like, a uh, in her room thing and, like, these little parties for her kids three times a year. Like, way to go. I mean, re- I feel like it's such an I, I don't know. I, I would that. never have very American. Like, I, I feel like we were lucky if we got a cake. No, for real. Uh, I feel like our parents would just take us. They'd either just be like, what do you want? Like, they were just like, yeah, we, don't have time. Do we don't have time for the games and stuff. You tell us what you want. We we're not going to sit it. here and predict what Barbie you want. Just pick it. Like. Yeah, but no, for real. I remember I have friends, like, during Valentine's Day and stuff, their parents would always put flowers in the room and everything. I'm like, oh, hmm, interesting. Can't really. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that to my future kids. Though. I mean, I'll give them money. I'll take them out to eat. But to go and waste my time to go get balloons from Party City and come back and decorate their bedroom, that – they're going to end up wanting me to clean up at the end of the day. I'm going to yeah, clean no, up. Uh-uh. Like, hell no. No, my, my kids are going to eat nails for breakfast. That's what. <laughs> They're going to be coming over to my house saying that you abuse them with the with not giving them enough nutrient. Negligence. That's what you're going to abuse them. Negligence. <laughs> 
So then, Every time they see a pizza, they're going to steal it in their backpack. Okay. You're going to be that almond mom. And I'll be that mom that gives oh, kids a bunch of junk food. I refuse. Okay. But then Lisa comes out. So while they're decorating, Lisa comes out. She goes, happy birthday. Oh, she's not here. And then uh, uh, Lisa says, guys, we did such a good job. And she didn't do anything. And then Lisa thinks that Heather brought an actual helium pump. And then Heather tells Lisa, no, it's a manual pump, but you'll know how to use it. It'll come naturally to you. Because remember last season. And Lisa. Go, go. Yeah. What were you saying? Oh, yeah. Well, no. Well, that's when Lisa gives her beautiful comment of, yeah, that's how I got my jazz tickets. Like, I love that she can laugh about it now, though, because last season, Whitney wouldn't stop her. So that's <laughs> Me too. Okay. I just, I could never see Lisa doing this, like getting on her hands and knees, getting the job done for some jazz tickets. Like, and we know what jazz, like NBA, I know, but I just don't <laughs> see Lisa caring that much okay i didn't think that until well we'll, we'll get there when when lisa says something um okay <laughs> so then they go in and they eat and heather tells mon oh yeah no monica comes in and um uh they sing her happy birthday and then heather throws a dig at her where she's like you are not you're officially entering mid uh middle age and you can tell monica doesn't like that because she called them all middle-aged women and then they go in and they eat and heather tells monica that she will now be crowned for the day with a scepter and a queen's robe. And Monica says that she's never been given a title of queen um, and that she doesn't know what she would do with this power instead of picking poop on the floor. I mean, I don't like, I don't know what power she thinks she has. She just wears a TR. It's not like she can control these ladies today. But Monica gets emotional yeah. and she thanks the ladies and says that no one's ever done this for her before. And she explains how hard it is to not feel overwhelmed when she's going through a lot with her divorce and her mom. And then basically she just tells the ladies that they're going to go jet skiing in the ocean and she's going to go visit her relatives on her mom's side and rekindle with them and no more uh, and like just know more about them from where she came from to what they do and all that stuff and her heritage. And Heather asks Monica what is going what she's going to talk about with her family. So what tell me what does Monica end up responding back? Well, I mean, Monica ends up saying that she's going to tell them a lot about their cousin, Linda. But, of course, she says she's kidding. Um, <laughs> she's, like, talking shit about her mom, basically, to them. Like, basically <laughs> talking shit about her mother, Vovo. Which, I, I I don't know. Vovo is such an interesting yeah, um, well, nickname. but I've never heard that before. <laughs> but, but then we come to find yeah, out. Like... Sorry, <clears throat> keep going. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so then we come to find out, they end up showing a flashback. I don't know why they didn't show the scene. Monica had an appointment to therapy with her mom and her mom just didn't show up. And it turns yeah. out that apparently Monica feels that, you know, this Bermuda trip, I mean, this is a cast trip. I've never in my life seen a cast invite their mom or their daughters to a cast trip. Monica's base, from what I understood from this is Monica's mom expected Monica to bring her with her to this cast trip. <gasps> and because Monica really? didn't. Yes, this is like after reading that, and I watched this episode two times, it's very clear that her mom ghosted her because she didn't bring her to the, because her mom was basically like, well, I want to see my relatives too. Bring me to the trip. And Monica was like, okay, well, production's paying for this. Oh, like, I'm not about to bring you with me. God. And now I that did not she didn't. Yeah. yeah. And now that Monica didn't bring her, I feel like that's why her mom wouldn't come to that therapy session. And now her mom, maybe this is why when we see the falling out of her relatives. Because her mom, oh my up. god, okay. In that case, that's like narcissist 101. Like, Definitely. you're making this about you, you're not officially a real housewife. She basically, you know, let's not forget the fact that her mother tried to show some favor to Angie at their little Greek, um, I don't know, uh, that uh, event that she was hosting with her family. Oh, yeah, and, Easter, and, Greek Easter, yeah, yeah, it was Greek Easter, and and basically, like, her, her mom, like. At some point, because she fought with Monica, like she was like trying to take Angie's side, like, you know, Monica, you can't be acting yeah. like this, blah, blah, blah. Which like, I think at that point, it's just best to not say anything. Like mm -hmm. just why, why even like act like you are friends with these people when you are just the mother of one of the girls in this group? Like, yeah. it's just to me, it's just so out of place. I feel like she... I think is still in the mindset of like, she has a lot of life to live and like lady, no, you don't like, okay, let's just be real. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Um, so I mean, I definitely catch like fame hungry from her mom. Yeah. Her mom, you that can could tell be she is. No, I see that too. in her mom, her mom just, I don't know. Something about her feels very dark. 
and I don't like it. And I just feel like Monica's yeah. seen some things when she was younger because her mom was a single mom, not by choice. So her mom still was acting like a teenager when she had Monica. So I, I hundred percent believe Monica saw a lot when she was younger. Oh, but, totally. I mean, look, if if she hadn't seen a lot, I don't feel like she would be mentioning her mom being so traumatic every single yep. episode. But I kid you not, like every single time Monica has like her own, um, her own interview, she's always saying like, you know, me and my mom, me and my mom, this and that, our relationship, yep. like. And I believe her. It's like always on her mind. I believe her too. Like I felt yeah. like the tears that Monica was shedding were genuine. Like mm-hmm. she's clearly never had like people do this for her. And even if it's like in a reality TV show setting, I just feel like, you know, it says a lot. Like, you know, hurt yeah, people yeah. hurt people. Exactly. No, that's exactly what's happening. But then Monica says that the night uh, – uh, she basically explains that for her birthday, the, fi- the final night of her birthday thing, they're all going to be dressed up as Bermudian, pirate, and it's going to be like a costume party type of thing. And Lisa's face quickly changes because she obviously has her – what is it? She has her uh, yeah, makeup – Outfit already picked her, out. And her makeup artist and everything, yeah. Her outfit's from Milan. And she basically says, like, she doesn't like to get dressed up, but her contribution will be hoop earrings. That's Lisa's contribution. Oh, <laughs> but then we go to this next scene where everyone's getting ready, basically. But then Monica goes and tells Lisa to come to her room. And so they're being friendly. And she said she wanted to ask Lisa something. And she goes, I'm overwhelmed to see my family after 30 years. And I don't want to go by myself. So I would love for you to come with me, girl. Which <laughs> is so random. To, like, why is she picking Lisa out of all people to come see her relative? Okay, I, I was thinking that too. Why are you picking Lisa? Oh, like, well, you could have. Uh, Meredith, for you. she's been hanging out with Meredith a lot. I mean, yeah. What about Meredith? Like, if you guys have been so buddy buddy, it's just I don't know. To me, that was a bit of a, a calculated move. Like, very Lisa. yeah. But then Lisa says, "Thanks for thinking of me. I would love to come." And the Monica and in says, my and, and back in my mind, I'm like, Lisa, do you really care? Yeah, like, okay, I really sorry. Feel like, me... I feel like Lisa even she was like, "Why am I being invited to this?" Hey, at least I get more screen time. Like, to Lisa, it's like, hey, yeah, I get another I scene. So Monica says that her and Lisa are on a great trajectory and would like for them to keep it going and for Lisa to understand her more and know her better. So Lisa says um, that she sees where she wants to see where Monica came from and where her roots are to get a glimpse of where she actually is from. But now, obviously, Monica called Lisa not to tell her about this. She wanted to get tell her the Angie info. So Monica tells Lisa about her conversation with Meredith and how Meredith believes that Angie is in the Greek mafia. And then they go and they flash to Angie in her Greek <laughs> So this is happening simultaneously. So they're talking about Angie yeah. and the Greek mafia. And then they go and they show Angie in her bikini Trying to get on a pink flamingo floaty. for her dear life to get on that floaty. And she's not able oh to. Oh, my God. She was trying so hard. I got to say, okay, I, Angie's abs are, are great. great. Like, I did Angie's not realize she worked body. out so hard. She has a great body. And, um, I, yeah, I don't know. She looks great in general. But, yeah, yeah. she was struggling, hanging on to dear life, trying to get on that floaty. Oh, yeah. But then Lisa says, OMG. Are you crazy? Like the actual mafia? And Monica goes, no, I'm not crazy. <laughs> and like, she just laughs. And now they pan back once more to the pool. And we still see, like, she basically now is in the middle of the water on the floaty, but half her body's on it. And she has like that face where I can't get my hair wet. I can't get my hair wet. Yeah. And she's just like, so awkward. And Monica just says, we started talking about Angie and her financial situation. And... And about a week ago, she gets then a DM on Instagram about Angie suddenly after talking to Meredith with literal legal documents of her claiming bankruptcy and Sean's name is on it claiming bankruptcy that they owe $125,000 to the IRS. So then we see Lisa in her confessional and she goes, "Um, these rumors are ridiculous, dumb, unfounded and lies but the problem is it is meredith's intentions to damage angie's relationships friendships and reputations like there's so much ripple effect this is horrible which she's right like lisa is so spot on with this lisa understands meredith at this point and she was like i'm not i'm not having it anymore and see this this is where i get it they say that lisa has a lot of selfish tendencies but look angie for example i feel like Lisa has been defending Angie from the start. Anyone that goes after Angie, I I see Lisa just 
you know, defending her honor. And I don't know. I just like they're actually well, true you know, friends. I think what this really showed me about Lisa that I really liked is that Lisa will care if it's a serious problem. Yes. Um, and like to her, she feels like this is a real serious problem. Now, of course, Lisa thinks it's more serious because she can actually relate to it considering last year's SEC filings. Thank you, <laughs> Meredith. But like, but like literally like, so she, she feels for her and you can show that like she actually empathized for this situation. Mm -hmm. But for example, something like Monica and like a traumatic relationship with her mother, Lisa just feels like that's like made up for fruit because she just can't, she just can't really relate to it. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't think Lisa's that selfish. And I think like what she decides to do in the coming scenes is like pretty telling of that. And you know what else it made me realize? It really made me realize that. Lisa is not the backbiting type. Like, even if she does, there's usually good cause for it. But in general, I feel like Lisa doesn't like ruining people's reputations. Like, to her, that is – that's very important. And she knows how much damage that can do. So, I, I don't know. That just – it's like you said, it really does show her character, man. And yeah. I think Lisa's and to a good be person. Fair, every – and to be fair, every snarky comment she's made about a lady, she said it to their face. So every like, single time. Ah. Tell me, tell me that's backbiting. I think she just has the guts to like say whatever she wants to say and own it. And, you know, they just have to accept it at that point. Like she is who she is. Yep. Yeah. And I really like that. But then Lisa tells Monica, it's ironic she's having this convo with you and all of a sudden you're given documents to back it up. This is what happened before with me. It was the same thing with my SEC filing. And then we see a flashback. Uh, everything <laughs> Meredith was saying and then out of nowhere when it comes out you know they confront her and Lisa continues and says I honestly feel like Meredith is setting you up to do her dirty work because she hates Angie so instead of carrying <laughs> out the threat stop don't make me laugh <laughs> you send it to someone anonymously to somebody else and let them do the dirty work and Monica just says in her confessional, if I'm being used as a pawn to get info out, that's really effed up. And I'm going to be really sad and disappointed to be used as someone's scapegoat for bullshit and rumors. Girl. <laughs> and that's what Lisa says. She's like losing it. Like, this is like crazy. <laughs> Hey, your Lisa impression is way better than me. You're gonna be doing Lisa. Oh my god! At the very no, end. I know. I feel like I, I feel like I've gotten a lot better with the Lisa impression. And I'm trying Mer to get Meredith no, down. I need but, you to do Meredith because I cannot do a Xanax impression. <laughs> Dude, I can't. I can't sound like I'm on Xanax. It's so hard. Like I, I don't know what it does. I just know your tongue gets heavy. <laughs> yeah, because I'm gonna need. To, I'm gonna need to help with that back and forth because that the final scene. They're they're about to be fighting. Okay, so. Oh my god. But now we get it. Oh, the freaking sprinter bands. I swear, every time they're in a Sprinter van, something happens. Something happens, and they need to stop taking Sprinter vans. They need to start taking limos or or, or Ubers or something. So now we see Meredith and Heather leave Heather's room, and Heather says, we're bitches, man. We're badass jet skiing bitches. And Meredith just says, yes, we are. See, I can't. I can't. I really tried. And my yes. Goes into the yes. yes, we are. There you go. Oh, my God. Look at you sounding all I'm trying. Up. So all the ladies go down to Monica. Uh, well, Monica's calling everyone down to leave, and Lisa goes, bitch number one, bitch number two, but whatever. And she's, like, <laughs> pointing at everyone. And they get in the spinner van, and they talk. And Heather tells them to play the quiet game because, uh, well, she says this because Angie keeps saying, let's sing songs. Let's sing songs. Yeah, let's like sing. they like they want to, like, sing songs on the bus. Oh, hell no. We're not doing – wait, what was Not just what any song. song Angie, sing on the Angie wants to rap. She wants Heather to do Mormon raps. <laughs> The wheel, which one? The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round. Well, no, remember, is that what no, you're remember when it was like uh, one bottle soda pop, like you know, and then oh and gosh. then you keep counting it until the whole ride. So basically, oh. it will be like, you know, take a bottle, what about now? You got ninety nine mm. bottles of soap oh, on the wall, like God, oh my God. That stuff is so annoying. Like, God, I we never had a family like that. Game. We never had a family. We just had parents <laughs> yeah. who played Arabic music in the car, and that's what we got. And then occasionally <laughs> yell at us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh, that's funny. but then um yeah so basically angie's asking heather to do a mormon rap and heather goes i don't know about mormon rap because my parents didn't allow that type of secular music in our secular home. music like, what? okay well then whitney asks the ladies what color house they'd have if they were here and heather says yellow uh, she says yellow is ashley which is her daughter her favorite color and that ashley's in a phase right now where she's living her best life with the blonde hair the mercedes and a mother who just puts money in her bank account 
And then <laughs> Monica, out of left field, asks such an inappropriate question. I swear, if any, if I have children, and I cannot believe this, she asked this question. I, would I, I cannot them. believe she has. She Wait, goes, how old is Ashley? She literally, it's like quick. her first or second year of university. You know, but at the end of the oh, day, it's your kid. Like no, it doesn't matter how no. old your your child gets. I feel like that is yeah, your, your baby. It's, you do not. It's inappropriate. Yeah, it's so inappropriate. What the hell? She goes, has she had sex? Like, and the whole bus gets oh. quiet. And then Heather says, Oof. I'm not. Um, I'm not. That's Ashley's. Um, I'm not talking about my daughter's sex life. Like, yeah, there you go, Heather. Because I was about to say, like, what is Heather about to respond to this? And then Heather says in her confessional. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, something got stuck in my throat. She goes, I don't shy away from conversation, but there are certain things that I find disrespectful and there are certain things I consider sacred. And my daughter's sex life is one of them. She has every right to. And Heather just tells Monica, I would never disrespect her. To which Monica goes, oh, I don't think it's like that big of a deal. And then Heather goes, like, you want me to ask my daughter how the, you know, the thing is? And then Monica goes, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, Chris Jenner does that all the time. It works. Like, it was- like what? Like, Chris Jenner's selling her daughters, okay? That, there's a very big difference. Yeah, no. Oh, my God. No, and I think and I think also, okay, the reason why Monica asked such an inappropriate question, did you realize, like, at the beginning of this season, Monica is having this conversation with Volvo about, like, whether she's um, done the deed, remember? Oh, my and, God, And she yes. was, like, having a really graphic conversation with her mom about, like, well, no, I didn't, like – do a BJ or anything yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like it was graphic, but like she has that conversation with her mom. That means her mom so would have like those that. conversations with her when she was younger. Exactly. Which means oh. like inappropriate from the get go. Yep. And Monica just doesn't know better. She doesn't. Um, of course she should. She should know better, but she doesn't. Yeah. But it makes me feel like, you know how Monica's really close to her oldest daughter. It makes me feel like Monica tells these things to her oldest daughter though, which is. Well, she up. does. She does. She yeah. like very openly talks about it in front of her daughters. So, but, you know, like. I mean, I guess we'll see once her daughter grows up and gives us a tell all, we'll know the truth. But <laughs> then we see Angie and her confessional say, Heather was extremely. A very strong LDS young girl. And here we are on the topic of sex. is making her very uncomfortable. And it's hard to deprogram ourselves after we've been taught something our whole life. And I love that statement. No, she, Angie is completely right. Like, however it is, Heather grew up. It does not matter how free Heather thinks she is now. It doesn't matter how promiscuous she tries to be. There will always be certain things that Heather just cannot talk about or cannot do still or will not be able to change about herself because she grew up in an environment where she will always have this belief inside of her that it's wrong it's wrong what you're doing or like she's sinning or something so yeah it's gonna freak her out so i like that angie really understood that in in that moment and then monica goes in her confessional girl are you a bad mormon or not i feel like a bad mormon would talk about you know these things so then i just don't want to keep saying that word you know it's no it's no i know what you mean lot. i know what you mean oh because we still have more of it later on yeah, no, definitely. So now they get on the jet skis and the ladies come out and Lisa's eating some honey sticks. And the men can obviously tell who the birthday girl is. And Whitney goes, how'd you guess? And so they're on the jet skis and Heather's with Meredith, Lisa's with Monica, and Whitney's with a- Angie. And Heather says that Meredith had an IV less than 24 hours ago, so she's basically worried for her. And apparently Angie and Whitney are called Tweedledee and Tweedledum, which I don't know why. <laughs> and then they show literally Angie is it looks like she's kind of freaking out on the jet ski that she's grabbing Whitney's boobs as Whitney's driving. Like she did not that was the only place she witnessed she not witnessed, she put her hands on. And so now they're feeding the fish with bread, and Monica says, This is the best birthday present ever i have companions here uh what is it i have companions here that like just to eat as much as i do i've seen these fish eat more in the past five minutes than i've ever seen these ladies eat since i've known them um monica aren't you on ozempic now she's literally on ozempic now so i don't know who the hell she's talking to and i always see lisa eating on camera okay lisa munches down okay so i don't know what she's talking about oh yeah no lisa always eats on well no well i don't know why she's making a big deal that she eats and that no one else eats and then she like opens a bag of chips literally her confession you know it's funny everyone everyone was literally saying on reddit because everyone knows that monica's on ozempic now ever if she does come back for next season people want to be paying attention now if she's going to be eating or not because uh, they're, they're gonna, yeah. yeah but then lisa tries to offer the ladies a honey oh so then they end up they finish up they go back to the van they're relaxing and while they're waiting in the van for the driver lisa's offering ladies some honey sticks 
And as this is going on, we see Monica receive a text and her entire demeanor changes. She walks out of the van, she's crying, and she starts to hyperventilate. She's like basically just panicking and she doesn't even let production in the bathroom. And Lisa gets up right away to go check on Monica. And I really don't know what it is about this moment. Something about the scene when Lisa went in there and Monica was just like severely crying. I don't know, made me tear up a bit. Like the way Lisa was responding back to her. So... In the beginning, I was like, do we believe Monica's reaction? But I actually do. And then Lisa goes, Monica! I believe Monica! 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 Where are you? Are you? <laughs> Monica, what happened? <laughs> what happened? Oh my God, what happened? And the Monica. She... <laughs> okay, you say Monica's part. <laughs> my mom just made my family not me. Why? Why? Oh, wouldn't you? Why? I'm so sorry. Why would she do this to you? I can't breathe. Oh, and then basically, like, please, please just telling her to take a deep breath. <laughs> take a deep breath. And then Monica, what does she say in her confessional? I don't know. She was just saying, like, I was getting ready to see my family, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I get a text that they don't want to see me. And I can't help but think mom was somehow involved because I know she wanted to be here, and she's upset she's not. And I was so excited to see my family, and I was excited to go through pictures I haven't seen before and hear stories about my grandma. I feel like if my mom can hurt me, then she will. And that's exactly we're, what she did. We're, like, we're going to be okay, okay? Okay? Now take take a deep breath five times. <laughs> <laughs> and then Monica just keeps reiterating that she feels alone. and Yeah. Just, yeah. And I fell for her. Like, I'm sure me it's... Me too. I, you know, it, my heart broke for her here yeah but and i think also like what you were saying about lisa like why it felt impactful is like you could hear the genuine worry i yes. think in her voice i don't feel like i've ever heard her talk like that before me okay that's exactly like it I, for some reason it like took me back to a, just a real life moment where i feel like it's not i don't know if it was mama or someone in our family heard some bad news whatever and and someone else was like Oh my god, what happened? Like, oh my god, this is so bad. You know, like just hearing your okay, own. that's literally what that reminded me yeah. of. It reminded me like of mama's like the voice worry breaking. cry. Yes. You know, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like when, uh, it, it like it's the same tone that Mama had when like your forehead ripped and oh it yeah, was out my blood. forehead ripped. That's yeah. Oh my god, that was such a traumatic experience. Uh, but like, yeah, but, like that's what that reminded me of. I was like, I was like, oh my god, is Monica okay? Yeah, like, no. I hope nothing happened. But then, like, you know, I'm not downplaying the situation. But like, no, you yeah, know, like I it completely was completely get like, it. Yeah. But then Lisa says in her confessional, I can't believe Monica's mom would meddle in something this important to Monica on her birthday. And I feel like it has to be the worst feeling ever. I don't know. The dynamic between Monica and her mom. But clearly something is wrong worse than what I thought. So then Monica and Lisa go. They go back to the van. And the ladies are asking if Monica's okay. Which she basically says, no, I'm not. And they ask her what happened, and they keep asking what happened. And then Monica just starts crying. She goes, I'm shoeless. Which I just saw her wearing her shoes in the bathroom. When is from walking to from the bathroom to the van? When did she take off those slippers? When? I don't know. <laughs> but they ask what happened, they keep asking, and then um Lisa just basically goes, Can I say Monica? And uh, she explains it to them and the ladies just all go and they hug her and they apologize to her and they just, they feel so bad. And I could tell Whitney, especially her face, just like Whitney feels so sorry for her and she's just trying to comfort her and they all comfort her and they just tell her how excited they are to be with Monica and how, how glad they are that she's with them. And Monica basically says that she feels she already doesn't know much about herself and that she really... She just felt like her in-laws didn't want her. Her own family doesn't want her. Just nobody wants her. So Angie says that yeah. they're going to make her birthday feel better. And Whitney tells Monica that she wants her here and they're glad they're here. So we go on. They go to the beach. They sit down and they eat some, what is it, fish sandwiches or something? What is Bermuda fish sandwiches. Yeah. Bermuda fishes. But yeah, Lisa seems so excited for the sandwiches. <laughs> but then the ladies decide to play Mary F. Kill. And it was actually Lisa's idea. Usually I wouldn't think Lisa would want to come up with a game like this. And she says ex-husbands are allowed as well. Angie apparently says she's never played this game before, which was really shocking. And I'm like, Angie, I'm like, Angie, where are you? Where have you been? Like, do they not have Wi-Fi in Greece? Like, come on. (laughs) Yeah. um, But then Meredith starts and she says her husband for all three. And then Monica. And then if you notice after this, nobody says Seth after this, unless it involves killing him. Other than Monica, because Monica kisses her ass. 
So Monica says she'd marry Justin, she'd F Seth, and she'd kill Sean. But then Monica added that she would also F John Barlow. I feel like everyone should have just said John Barlow for Mary. He was the perfect one. I feel like everyone should have said John Barlow. Yeah. What if What if Lisa uh, created this game to see how many times John's name would People, come Yeah, I feel like she wanted to see how many women loved her. I was like, you she knows the fan see. base loves him. <laughs> she knows everyone loves John. We understood her in that moment. But oh, I know. Then it's Whitney's turn. She says she'd marry John, she'd F Sean, and she'd kill Seth. And I was, I was with Whitney on that one because Sean is attractive. So, you know, you could go for Sean. But, I was uh, very much, I, I think Whitney was the one I uh, would have, like, the answers Whitney had, like, those are the exact answers I had in mind. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is about Seth, but, but he needs to be. Seth is so gross <laughs> to me. It just, uh, I don't even want to get it. <laughs> Every time I try to say his name, I'm like, <laughs> I can't even make <laughs> a sentence. I don't know if Meredith looks at him. But uh, then all the ladies laugh. And then I don't know why when, when Whitney says it, Meredith just looks annoyed. So then it's Lisa's turn. And she said... <laughs> Uh, she says she would either marry Justin or Sean because she says they're cool, funny, and stable. And, like, Meredith's husband is the only one that wasn't picked from it. So Meredith is like, is my husband not any of those things? And she would F John Barlow. And then the girls get annoyed. They're like, no, you can't do that. And then Monica yells, what about a celebrity? And instantly, Lisa, with no hesitation, goes, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. I was like, whoa, whoa, where did that come from? You're with this white Mormon man who looks like, like she's he's never waited. done anything. It's like she's waited her whole life for someone to just be like, okay, what celebrity? Aegis Alba. Aegis. Yeah. I'm, I'm like. It literally took her no second. Like, no second. The aesthetics are just so different, you know, with John Barlow <laughs> and this man. I'm, I was so. I was so Maybe shocked. that's the point. Maybe she intentionally chose someone that was so opposite to John because sometimes it's worse when you choose like a hotter version of like your normal person husband. You're right, you're right. So she like chose a celebrity that literally looks nothing like him. I mean I wouldn't have even thought. But then um, Heather says in her confessional, God damn Lisa, let John's body get cold before you jump on top of Idris Elba. <laughs> and then Andrew K it's Angie K's turn. She says she'd marry Justin. She'd kill Monica's ex husband. That was a good one. That was a great one. And she'd <laughs> sleep with her own husband, which, I mean, I feel like you already don't like your own husband, bro, Angie. So don't lie. I feel like Angie should have just said another <laughs> name. And then Heather copies Monica, I mean, Meredith, and just says Seth for all three. But Lisa tells Angie for them to go walk to the beach or walk around the beach. It's obviously to give her some info. So Lisa goes, I have to tell you something. It's literally been so hard for me to keep my mouth shut. So Monica texted me after breakfast to come to her room, and she asked for my opinion. And apparently, she talked to Meredith a week ago, and she basically thinks you're in the Greek mafia. Greek mafia. <laughs> and then what does what does Angie then ask uh, Lisa? <laughs> um, and this is ridiculous. Well. I own the mafia shit. That's cool, right? <laughs> no, yeah, that's what she tells production. But she just asks Lisa. She goes, Meredith thinks I'm in the Greek Meredith mafia? Meredith the Greek mafia? But then Lisa tells Angie, wait, there's more to it. So apparently, right after the trip, Monica gets all these documents with your husband's name on them. There's like bankruptcies and then like tax information. It's saying you're part of a mafia. And I said... That's Meredith DMing you. This is what she did last year with my SEC filing. Well, I don't have proof, but I feel like it was her. And then what does Angie Angie just like, if she she wants to keep coming for me, she is making a lifetime commitment. And then in her confessional, she's just like, if she wants to see a gangster, I'll show her a gangster. And then. She tells Lisa that she's a baloney fraud. <laughs> a baloney fraud. I can't, I can't. I just, then they're done with that. They get over it. So Angie knows to pocket this and she knows to bring it up for dinner. So now we they go back to the house. Every lady's in her room. They're getting ready for dinner. And Heather calls her daughter. She tells her about the Monica drama. And then we get Whitney. Oh, my God. And Whitney goes, a fun fact that'll shock people. Shock people. Is uh that I actually <laughs> read books. Like, what, what, <laughs> flashbacks to her with Heather's books. books. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, if she read books, she'd be talking better than that, and she would have better vocabulary. So she goes, basically, she likes true crime and business, but her favorites are the thrillers, and apparently Heather's life is a completely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my 
god. But then Angie goes into Monica's room to talk, and Angie says that she hates to bring it up, but basically Lisa had told her about what Monica had said to her. And Monica says in her confessional that she'd already had gotten in trouble for the rumors that she'd heard, so that better not be what's happening again. And Monica tells Angie that she didn't tell Lisa this part, which was, I would have never even known about the DM and having all that in my inbox, except for Meredith. She called me and said, hey, have you gotten any DMs? And I said, no, girl. I don't get messages about about you guys. <laughs> Meredith tells her that she got one and Monica should and I should have gotten one. So then basically Angie just tells her that she uh, left her breadcrumbs uh, so that Monica is the one that uses her big mouth and gets herself in trouble. And Meredith's using her as a pawn. I mean, it's, it's clear as day. So then Monica oh, admits totally. that she does have a big mouth. She's like, I do have a big mouth, girl. I'm glad she was able to own it because she very clearly does have a big mouth. I mean, she's barely had the secret and already, like, told Lisa, like, you know, and it, it was going to make its way unless it had reached uh, Angie in time. Yeah. You know, I actually hope that Monica comes back next season. After this, I feel like Monica keeps the story going. And I just feel like there's more to Monica's life that I want us to find out. So, you know, I, I would actually be okay with her coming back, especially with all the cast I think I'd be okay her. with her coming back. I, yeah. I need to see this dynamic next season where, because apparently, you know, Andy Cohen did say nothing was resolved at the reunion. So it seems like uh, it's not going to be. <laughs> oh, this is great. No, yeah. because that's what I've noticed about Monica's part in all of this. She's very much a catalyst. Like yes. for things to move, somehow Monica's at the center of it. And for somebody that just got introduced to a season, I don't think anyone's done it nearly as well as Monica. I don't know. No, completely agree. But then um, Angie goes and thanks her so that Angie can Angie can address this herself. And then Monica goes, calls her daughter Brie, and basically tells her what her mom did, what she thinks her mom did to her about not seeing her relatives. So now they're going. Now they're on their way to the pirate dinner. So Lisa comes out, not dressed in anything that has to do with pirate related. Yeah, and then <laughs> Heather just goes, oh. Are you going to the same party I'm going to, Lisa? And Lisa just goes, girl, I'm wearing hoops, and I just dug for gold <laughs> and a belt. And then Heather just says, I mean, you look like a wrench. A wench, not a wrench. Is it a wench or wet wrench? A wench, a wench. What is a wench? A wench is like a, um, you better know uh, you this know, vocab word. Okay, you know no, well, okay, do. it's basically, okay, okay, it's basically like, um, um, God, I'm trying to explain this PG. Okay, let's now, say you have a group dumb. of, okay, 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 wait, okay, this is the analogy. Dumb it down for me. Let's say, let's say you have a ton of male pirates at sea. Mm -hmm. They need to have a walking wench, wink, wink, to relieve themselves as they are on this journey in high sea and uh... waters. Does that make sense? Because who knows how long the journey is. So they probably have a couple wenches that come out to play at night. Feel me? Kind of. You kind of lost me there at the end. But you're like a couple wenches that come out at night to play. Like, Nina, what? like, uh, like, wait, 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 you know, like, oh, yeah, like, don't hurt. <laughs> oh, I was not thinking about that. <laughs> My mind went somewhere else. God darn it, Nina. I, I don't know. Like. Okay. Ooh, okay. So then Heather said, uh, Monica comes out. She's all parted out in a whole mustache. And Whitney's the last one. They're in the van waiting for Whitney. And just Heather asks Monica if she found Whitney's eyeliner and used it for her stash. And that's why Whitney's delayed. But then Whitney comes out and she apparently says there was something funny that came with her outfit. Apparently a G string came with it. And Whitney thought it was an eye patch until she put it on her <laughs> eyes and she realized it was just a thong. <laughs> so now we're at the final dinner scene. And it's actually very dangerous getting to it. They go through a lot of stairs just to get into this cave. And uh, Lisa's wearing platforms. So Lisa's lucky. She wore the right thing. But Whitney is wearing stilettos. And that's not a bad Ooh. thing in the beginning. But then when they get into the cave, the, the flooring is literally like, uh, how do I explain it? It's like when you're going on a bridge or something and it's just a bunch of holes, like mini holes in it. Yeah. That's, yeah, like hot holes. Like, I don't stuff. know why Whitney wouldn't just take her shoes off here and walk. Because at this point, I, she could have broken a foot or leg or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how she did it. But they go into the cave. And once they make it to where their table is, it looks so nice and fancy. And it's just it's so beautiful. And so um, the ladies order. They get comfortable. They get into the conversation. And Meredith is the only one that just orders hot tea. And then Monica thanks, for the, thanks the ladies for coming. 
and says that um, it makes it, well, basically she makes it awkward because she says, I have an idea. Since I felt sex shamed earlier on the bus, I just want to ask, when was the last time someone did the deed? And Monica says in her confessional, I don't know if it's the culture or Utah, but talking about, you know what, is like, how dare you? Like, shut up, shut up, Monica. Shut up. I don't hear yeah, like, like, I always like you. Oh, like, I was just saying much. so many good things about her, and then she has to say this stuff. But then. I know, she always has to ruin it yeah. with that stuff. Like, it's like, okay, I mean. Right. So we're about to go into a back and forth here, okay? So whatever it is I start with, just you do the opposite person to make it to make <laughs> okay. it more flowing. Okay. So then, you know, Whitney says that she did the right thing uh, or she did it right before Justin came. Lisa's, like, basically the rest of the woman, Whitney makes it awkward for the rest because Whitney said she did it the day before. Every other lady just copies her and says they did it the day before. So then <clears throat> Lisa just says, uh, feels like middle school being pressured to say who you kissed. And, and then, then Heather's just like, I'm not answering. <laughs> and then reiterates and, and, again when Monica says Heather doesn't answer it. <laughs> yeah. And what else? Heather also said something else before Monica gets into it. All of you guys are married. This is an unfair question and an unfair game. No, it's not. I'm single too. Girl. <laughs> and then, of course, Heather in her confessional, she's just like, I don't want to discuss bleep with Monica because I have seen the way she discusses bleep and it makes me very uncomfortable. But then, of course, that's when Heather tells Monica at the table, like, let's all just be respectful that I am single and not in a marriage and it's not beef shaming, <laughs> but I'm just trying to live my life and not be exposed. I'm the only single one here. Wait. No, you're not. I'm literally going through a divorce and I would be divorced if that ever would sign the papers. <laughs> and so that's when Heather's just like, you think you're as single as me. And yes, I do. I think I am as single as you. If I wanted to go F someone right now, then I would go F someone right now. That's as single as it gets. So yes, I am as single as you. Just because Mike won't sign the papers does not make me any less single. And then Lisa goes and says, she respect, uh, like basically have Lisa respects how Heather feels. Yeah. Exactly. Which, I mean, I, I guess Monica kind of has a point. Like, how single can you be? That probably is as single as you can be. But, like, yeah. you know, within reason. Mm -hmm. But then what does Heather end up telling Monica? Well, basically, Heather decides <laughs> to drop the bomb. Shut the F up. Like Whitney did to her last night. And, like, <laughs> I thought it was so funny yes. that she had to say that Whitney's met yeah. at last <laughs> night. Whitney's face is like, why am I being dragged in this? And Whitney just goes, yeah. we... We should not play, play games anymore. Yeah. Uh, so um, the food is good. Like, she tries to change the subject so <laughs> awkwardly. But then Angie. And then that's. Angie sees it like it's her time to shine now. She's. she's oh, sorry. Yeah. Were you going to say something before we get into the Angie conflict? Well, no. I was just going to say, like, that's when Angie decides to shift gears in there. And then Angie just goes, Meredith, you have yet again come for me. I don't know what you're referring like she gets cut off basically and angie goes quiet i'm going to tell you <laughs> okay go on and then angie's basically just like i'm gonna wet my whistle because this is a lot of information you're accusing me of doing fraudulent things i'm in the greek mafia and then heather and her confessional goes wait what angie in the greek mafia I grew up with Angie, and trust me, she is no Tony Soprano. Like, like that was a good one. <laughs> really good one. Where, where are you hearing this from? And then Angie's just like, I have hundreds of people, and what you are doing is risking the livelihood of my employees by spreading rumors I'm in the mafia. I have never said you're in the mafia. <laughs> uh being dishonest about money can a greek person not be successful in their finances i have made no claims of anything angie oh so this is all made up i have not made these claims and then lisa comes in you've never talked to anyone about these things you've never had one conversation about any of these things and, and of course, Meredith always trying to sidestep the conversation. She was I've so never, fun. I've never had a conversation where I have said anything of that nature to you about you. And then Monica on her confessional goes, "Are you kidding me? This is a bold faced shit lie right now, girl." Sorry, I need to stop adding that. I just can't when I talk <laughs> to her voice. No. 
But then Monica goes <laughs> and confronts Meredith, and she goes, we did have that conversation. We did talk about her being in the Greek Mafia. And Meredith just, like, tells her that she didn't say that. And Monica goes back and says, yes, we did. We should just own it. You know what else we heard? Thanks to some DMs <laughs> that were sent to me on Instagram. <laughs> Angie, you owe $170,000 to the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> So then, yeah. yeah, just casual, you know, 170K. Yeah, it's a lot. But then Angie goes, I don't. Who was saying that? Meredith? I got DMs sent to me on Instagram. Suddenly, after Meredith told you to go and check your DMs after your conversation, that's undocumented appeared from a fake account. Tell Monica. <laughs> yeah, you called me one night. You said, did you get an anonymous DM from so-and-so account? And I got one. And lo and behold, it's all there, girl. I don't know. Who is this person? But I know who everyone thinks it is. And then, you know, Meredith just goes, it's not me. And then Whitney gets involved and goes, well... Last year, there were DMs going around about Lisa with SEC filing, and you were the only one that brought it up. And Lisa just tells the eggs almost the exact same way. <laughs> and when he goes, it's pretty obvious that what you're doing is behind the scenes. Well, I'm not doing anything. I'm living my life. I work my ass off. I don't have time for this. <laughs> And then she continues. At this point, with this group of women, the accusations aren't even surprising. I don't know what the issue is here. I don't know if it's jealousy or hatred. I don't really know. But they have incessantly been coming after me for nothing. And basically, Lisa and Whitney are both saying, never heard of it. And Meredith <laughs> goes, never heard of what, a DM? Yeah. So then that's when Monica asks Lisa, so you've never heard anything of her claiming bankruptcies? And Lisa just says no. No. And then what does Angie say? Look it up. Google me, bitch. I do my fucking millions of dollars in business. I'll give you my social security number, my birthday. Google my family. There is not one shit about the Katsuniva's family. Do you hear me? There is no shit. You're not going to effing come for my family. <laughs> And then Lisa just tells Meredith, I can't believe you sent the DMs. You're effing classless. Oh. Yeah, this that is now one. So you're going to be. Well, I didn't. Well, you're I didn't. You're lying about this. You're sending her the effing DMs about Angie. That's enough. I have not done that. It, it's done. It's done. Meredith, it's done. You're done. We're sick of this. I'm so done with you doing this mean shit to all of us. Stop it. I'm not doing anything. You did it to Mary. You did it to Jen. You said Jen, even before being arrested, that she's going to have a RICO case, a racketeering case. What's going to come about me next? Say it now, because I don't want my effing DMs sent to Monica, Angie, Heather, Whitney. That's how I feel. Say it. And then you literally see Whitney just nodding her head on the side. Whitney's like, you go, Lisa. We've been waiting for someone to say this. Then, honestly, the confrontation we've been waiting like a seasons for. Yeah, beautiful. and of course, Meredith just like, okay, Lisa. No, I don't give a f. I'm so over this. I'm so over this. And Lisa's just yelling while Meredith stays calm. Basically, there's nothing to be over. I'm not doing any of this. I think stop doing this. I'm being dramatic here, but you want to dig up stuff on people? We'll all start doing it, and I will go to the end. Trust me, I'm livid. I'm not doing anything. I'm livid. And then she goes, Cross man, may I get some bread? And production puts at the bottom that his name, like they cross out Crossman because his name is Cosman. It's not no, no, no. It's that his name was Crossman, and she called him Cosman. So no, she I goes, she like, Really? No, no, she called him Cosman, but his original name is Crossman, but she heard it wrong. So oh, she okay. literally goes, Cosman, may I get some bread? <laughs> and, and then that's when, like, they show, like, Crossman and okay. scratched out Cosman. Yeah. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then Lisa uh, goes and she tells her, 
you know, you look at Monica like you used to look at Whitney and send them to Monica and say, hey, Monica is a vehicle to get this out there. And then in her confessional, Lisa says, I don't get how Meredith doesn't realize, like, I'm on to you. Like, it doesn't take Inspector Gadget to figure out what you are, what you're doing. She doesn't have superpowers. She can't make this go away. There is no invincibility cloak. You're guilty. And so that's when Lisa then tells the table, I will not deal with lies. If we want to talk truths, I'm all for it. We're going to start with lies and cover up shit. Then I'm sorry I can't be a part of that. I can't be part of that at all. And Listen, if one more DM shows up, oh. I will have my cybersecurity team go the distance on it. I would like IP addresses, and you know there are easy ways to hide things. But you can always figure out who's doing stuff. And you know what? I'm just going to say it right now. As somebody that works in cybersecurity, she pulled the ultimate card here. Because, yes. because first of all, the fact that she threw out IP addresses – Kudos to Lisa. I didn't think she would know that far what her cybersecurity man does. But the fact that she knows he can pinpoint that IP address, find that DM, figure out what throwaway account Meredith use. Like, no, I don't know. She's spot on. It's funny because Heather says in her confessional, I know Lisa has seven attorneys. I can only assume this is like a Greek squad in Armani. <laughs> and then also Whitney had said in her confessional, why the hell does Lisa have a cybersecurity guy? Like, do I need to get one? <laughs> I think you're fine, Whitney. I don't think anyone's attacking your family because you just exploit yourself every season. <laughs> but then what does Lisa end up saying in her confessional? John and I cross our T's and dot our I's. Did you not expect us to have someone that would work in cybersecurity? Bitch, you've been warned. <laughs> but then after this whole thing happens, Lisa wants to take it back to the house, but Whitney basically says that she wants to end it right here and there. And Lisa tells everyone that they're friends and they don't want to hurt one another. And uh, Heather just says in her confessional, Meredith has a very sophisticated way of pot stirring. I mean, she's very into <laughs> documents, but to think one of our friends has won through or has won through the trouble to create a fake account and then send dirty dirt in the DMs that they've dug up on one of our friends to themselves is a huge boondoggle of deceit that would be very weird behavior and then the credits oh start my playing God. and this is where snaps to the word boondoggle yeah like wait where did that snap, snap, come snap, from snap. is that is that a dude word? i don't know i think she made it up but honestly i love that word so much that i'm like you know what next time some boondoggle of deceit happens i'm gonna say it's a boondoggle because that was so that, really weird like, you know what i've noticed so I've what? noticed something in this Bravo sphere as I've been watching. So there's like in every season, they always have that one smart person that you feel like their vocabulary is unmatched compared to the entire cast. So I feel like as, yeah. as housewives and people on Bravo are becoming more aware, I swear, I, I don't know if I'm delusional, but I feel like every housewife is trying to create new words or trying to sa say more sophisticated, bigger words every single season. Like they are <laughs> literally trying, I don't know. I'm mean, like, we're watching a TV show. They're trying to, okay, we don't want you to be smart. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, they're trying to make it show that like they're the classy ladies, you know? Oh, they're just classy ladies that use big words like boondoggle <laughs> yeah uh, you know what i mean i really like that word so i was all i was yeah. all here for it but um there was something on reddit real quick oh first of all last week i didn't say this because uh, she posted it after we did our we recorded our salt lake city episode so after last week's salt lake city episode well the reunion was shot i think last week so their reunion pictures came out and every housewife posted their reunion picture. So Monica posted her reunion picture and then right behind it, she posted a mugshot. She posted, apparently she had a recent mugshot and she didn't want it to be exposed. So Monica went and posted it on her Instagram and basically just Wait, who had herself. the mugshot? Was it Monica? Monica, yeah. Monica, Monica and posted she her herself. mugshot. Yeah, she posted it because she didn't want anyone okay. else to find it because she knew people were going to end up finding it. And I think it was just either for money or she didn't pay something or whatever or some – I don't know, man. But it's, oh, it's one okay. of the 10 lawsuits that she has against each, against herself. <laughs> and then there was something else that apparently Monica had posted on, uh, on Instagram, her story, right after this episode had aired, where – 
she just posted a bunch of screenshots of her conversation because people were saying that they don't believe that Monica was even going to visit her family. So she posted the screenshots of the conversations between her and production right when she got that text. Basically, production has been the one reaching out to her relatives. Monica hasn't even been reaching out to her relatives. She's making a third party reach out to her relatives and she thinks they're going to want to see her. Like she couldn't at least go and visit them without the cameras to see how they were going to feel and to get to know them. Monica literally was going to make her first time seeing her relatives on camera. So obviously they ended up oh. backing out because they were like, wait, uh, maybe Monica's done like, like, what is she going to try to talk to us about on camera? Like, can she not come over beforehand and stuff? And her yeah. family ended up canceling on production. So, well, yeah, you know, just, in that case, I wouldn't blame them. Like, if I was mm -hmm. just living a nice coastal life in Bermuda, why and the like, hell my would niece I want? or something like, randomly says, hey, can I bring cameras and come visit you? Like, can you not visit me alone first and then bring the cameras maybe? if we? Yeah, like, how awkward. I bet they felt like maybe Monica was going to set them up or something because they know her mom. I bet her mom is, like, twisted to them. That's why they don't talk to her. And I don't know. I, don't oh, know. I just totally. like they understand their family dynamics. So. Yeah, but yeah, but I that was that episode of Salt Lake City. I think it was a really great one. I really hope next week is when we get that, when Heather receives that phone call. Where that call. Yes, yeah. I feel like this is what I've been waiting for, but still, every I, episode It's got to be the next disappoint. episode. I don't know. It's yeah. got, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take a guess. It's going to be the next episode. It has to be because I, they didn't, they just put, they ended it with a to be continued, right? I don't think I ended yeah. up seeing it. Uh, yeah, I, well, no, no, they didn't have it to be continued, but it just kind of cut to the preview. Okay, okay. I didn't think I yeah. what happened in the preview, but I didn't. But okay. That was a good recap. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope everybody else uh, enjoys this recap and gives us feedback, whether it's negative or positive. I really just, you know, I'm always <laughs> looking for ways for us to improve. But, you know, check us out. Follow us. Rate us. I will be on Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast very soon. I'm waiting for them to process my account, guys. Um, and if they don't, you know, I've been trying to get Susan to help me do it. And Susan and my brother just keep saying that I need to figure this out on my own. And it's been freaking me out. So... No, I said I will be able to help you when I'm yeah. there in person because yeah. anytime, anytime I can't be your IT tech support in I a know. different location. Yeah. Okay. It's impossible. Every yeah. time I'm like share your screen. I can't. Yeah. No. When you get here, Susan... Yeah. We need to call Apple support or something. They need to make my account go live. Like I have so many now recaps that I need. I want to go. I need to go publish on there. You know, yeah. it's just, I just feel like more people are on Apple podcast. So it'll help a lot. But anyways, enough about us. I hope you have a well, great Well, this is a great recap. <laughs> it was a great one. I feel like we laughed a lot. But <laughs> anyways, I hope you have a great rest of your day, Susie. Have a great trip in Sacramento. And um, I guess, nice. oh, I will talk to you again during our Miami and Beverly Hills recap tomorrow. Oh, my God. Sure thing. All right. Well, signing off. Signing off. Signing off.